Hey everyone, welcome to an ad hoc episode of The Scope. This is Raj. In today's episode, we're talking about two recent injuries that happened in the last couple of days. One is Patrick Mahomes' right knee lateral patella or kneecap dislocation. The other is Zion Williamson's quote-unquote right knee soreness. So, first and first, let's get into Patrick Mahomes. So, Mahomes, on Thursday night, had his kneecap pop out laterally, meaning to the outside of his knee, which is the most common way that the kneecap tends to pop out, known as a patellar dislocation. And so, there's different severities when it comes to this injury, depending on how much damage is done to the surrounding stabilizers. So your kneecap is stabilized by multiple pieces of anatomy. You have your quad tendon that sits above the kneecap. You have your patellar tendon that sits below. You have your adductors that sit on the inside. You also have anatomy on the outside, like your IT band that sits laterally. And additionally, when you go a little bit deeper, you have what are known as patella femoral ligaments, femur or femoral being your thigh bone. So these patella femoral ligaments go from your kneecap to your femur and help stabilize that patella. Now everybody's patella has a little bit of play. You can grab it and move it around a little bit. That's normal. The Extent of that will depend on each person as well, depending on how much laxity they have or looseness. But with enough force, as would happen for Mahomes, if it gets knocked out of its groove, it dislocates. Extremely painful and can lead to serious injury. However, we got news today that his seems to be a pretty mild injury with, quote, no other significant damage to underlying tissue. And part of that has to be attributed to the KC medical staff, who, I don't know if you've seen the video yet, who really quickly relocated or reduced that dislocation. And the time from injury to the time to relocation is critical because it reduces the stress on all that surrounding anatomy that has now been pulled out of place and it helps reduce inflammation. So that was one key part of really limiting the amount of damage. So the timeline for Mahomes moving forward, considering he doesn't have significant damage to under other tissue, he probably has still some mild damage or mild tearing of what's known as the, the medial or inner patellofemoral ligament. That's what stabilizes that kneecap when that when it moves laterally. But, that, again, that's very, very mild. So the timeline that's been given is around three weeks. And typically this return to play is tends to range from three to four weeks. He'll be in a straight knee brace to help healing, and then he'll go through physiotherapy to help maintain range of motion, to help strengthen all the surrounding musculature, and also possibly st- stretch and loosen some of the musculature on the lateral side because that can pull on the patella and pull it outwards. And so moving forward, one of the main risks that you have to always be cognizant of for Mahomes is that after you have one patellar dislocation or kneecap dislocation, there is a significantly increased risk 
of dislocating it again. So it's quite possible that Mahomes moving forward wears a knee brace to help alleviate or help reduce that risk. But again, when playing football, a contact sport, there's inherent risk. One of the silver linings here is that Mahomes had been dealing with a left high ankle sprain since game one that he re-aggravated in, game, in week five and also week six, I believe. And you can tell that from the numbers if you look at pre-aggravation to post-aggravation, there is a stark contrast. But additionally, if you just watch the games, he's really been underthrowing his receivers as well. And he didn't get it, give the injury enough time to really heal to the point where it could become easily re-aggravated. So having this time off could in the end actually help that high ankle sprain heal effectively. Now we have instances of guys playing through high ankle sprains. For example, Clay Thompson played through it in the finals. He didn't miss a game. Lane Johnson last year played through it as well. The Eagles right tackle, but he was severely hindered by it. So there are examples of it. But it's never the best idea to try try and play through a high ankle sprain. High ankle sprain, excuse me, extremely painful. And the ankle is involved in pretty much every movement, especially when it comes to higher intensity sports, light football. And lastly, we're going to see with Mahomes' return timeline, the fact that the Chiefs, if they're playing well, might opt just to sit Mahomes until after their bye week and bring him back on December 1st. Especially if Matt Moore, hard high product, my hometown of Valencia, California, if he's playing well and the team is playing relatively well, the risk-reward might tilt more toward reward to bring him back a little later and really let him get back to or closer to 100%. All right, now moving on to Zion's knee soreness. So we don't really know that much about the injury. It's been pretty vague. The team has been pretty vague. All we've heard known is that it's not a considered a serious injury. Woj reported that. And all, furthermore, Gentry thinks that the injury happened on October 13th versus San Antonio, but there's really no evidence of an overt injury. So that combined with that diagnosis of general soreness, which is a vague diagnosis, leads me to believe it's very typically what happens is that you have some insult to the knee cartilage. That could be meniscus. That can be there's cartilage that lines your femur. If that gets, if that is irritated, it can lead to inflammation in the joint. That's really hard to get out in front of. And so that is what could be going on. And the team is taking an extremely cautious approach as they should be by sitting them out multiple weeks and trying to get out in front of that inflammation. Because you, if you get into the season and you have that inflammation, especially at the start, especially for a, for a rookie who really hasn't played that many minutes and isn't used to this much time or, or games on the court, it's really difficult to get out in front of that inflammation. The question becomes, probably what you're wondering is, okay, what are some of the possible contributing factors to this not overt acute traumatic injury? 
a lot of the questions I've gotten about this are about Zion's weight. So generally, when I look at a player's weight, the first thing I'm looking for is that player's body composition, meaning essentially muscle versus fat. So for example, LeBron is a big dude, 250, 260 at times, but he's always been relatively lean for his size. Whereas, if you look at Zion, especially after he left Duke and going to New Orleans, it looked like he packed on some serious weight, not in the good way, meaning not in the lean muscle way, but he packed on more fat. You could tell that by he lost some definition, and that could absolutely play a part in the injury because you're increasing load on every joint in your body, including your knee. Now, when you have lean muscle mass and you've earned it methodically in the weight room and your body's acclimated to it, that's a different story. One, there's a gradual acclimation period. Secondly, muscle is the body's biggest shock absorber. So it's actually taking stress away from your joints. But now, if you're just carrying excess weight in fat, it's just adding excess stress to everything. For example, one muscle while running known as the anterior tibialis, which runs from below your knee down across the top of your foot, can take up to nine times your body weight while running. So that's one dot, right? The next dot for Zion and trying to connect the dots of his possible injury contributing factors are movement mechanics. So I've been saying this since I really started watching Zion at Duke. And that is, what really concerns me with his movement mechanics are is his landing. If you watch when he lands, far too frequently, he lands with what I call the trident of decreased shock absorption. He lands on his heel, on one leg, with a straightened knee. Each three of those things are proven to decrease shock absorption and increase the shock wave that's going up your foot through your lower leg into your knee. Especially so for a player who's landing from such high heights. So that's multiplied even more. That ground reaction force or GRF is multiplied even more so in that case. And so, the question becomes, okay, to that point, when you're trying to teach someone to land effectively, you want to focus on really landing on the midfoot, landing with a bent knee, and allowing your posterior chain, your glutes, your hamstrings to take on more of that load rather than it having it all come up without any force dampening effect. And so that that's dot number two with Zion. The third thing with Zion is his risk reward calculus, meaning he needs to do a better job of accounting for when he's putting himself into a high-risk situation, 
oftentimes unnecessarily. This is something we always saw with Blake Griffin when he was younger and he's improved on, is that when he was younger, he would just try to jump out of the gym regardless of the situation. It didn't matter if he was an awkward landing zone, didn't matter if he was an awkward body position, didn't matter where the defender was, he was trying to out-jump people, and that would lead to him landing in very awkward manners, putting awkward stresses onto the body, and Zion often does that same thing, and it has to be a learning curve for him to understand, and this injury could be an impetus for him to understand that, hey, I cannot keep putting myself at that risk because, yeah, I'm, I'm a freak athlete, but you have to be able to understand when to use that athleticism most effectively and optimize it in certain spaces, right? Make sure you're jumping when you're balanced. Make sure you're jumping when there isn't a defender leveraging you. Make sure you're jumping when there isn't a dirty landing zone where you might potentially come down on someone or come down awkwardly as well. And that's something that will come with time for him, but it's something, again, I've noticed with him, and oftentimes you notice with younger, really, really athletic guys. The third, excuse me, the last and final dot, the fourth dot here, is if you recall back to his Duke injury, and also when he got need in summer league, they were both on his left knee. This knee soreness is on his right knee. So it could be that he's had some compensatory patterns on that right knee after that grade one MCL injury exacerbated by getting hit on his left side and he's been compensating with the right knee. Now, it might not have been an issue, but then you add in all of the stuff I mentioned before, which is then adding more and more force to that compensation you then have, right, eventually it can acclimate and lead to some of these insults to the knee. The last aspect to think about, this is generally with Zion, is that his activity level certainly increased significantly when it went from the summer, where he didn't participate in summer league, going from that all the way to camp and then games. That could be a big jump in activity for him. And we know that when you have a big jump in activity, it leads to significant increases in soft tissue injuries, meaning tendons, ligaments, cartilage, etc. It's something called the acute to chronic workload ratio. Now, it's not a perfect ratio and there has some deficits, but generally it's shown that when the ratio of what your body is prepared for is far outweighed by what you're doing right now, it leads to a seven times higher risk of injury, of soft tissue injury. So there's always that consideration. That's why load management, not what you think of when you think of Kawhi or anyone, load management has always applied to athletes when managed effectively, meaning you have to manage a load and, and do it gradually. When you do effective load management in that manner, it can help reduce injury risk. And in Zion's case, even though he's a young dude, it doesn't really matter. When you have a significant increase in activity, it can lead to increased risk for the player. So all those things in conjunction, 
could possibly have led to the knee soreness. You know, it could be one of those things. We're never going to really know. And I'm trying to connect the puzzle. But I hope you enjoyed listening to that. And you can always find me, and I'll answer more questions if you got them, on social media, at Instagram or Twitter. or And I'll have videos out on YouTube as well. The handle is at 3CB Performance. That's 3 Charlie Beta Performance. Until next time.